Welcome back, everyone. It's been a long time since the last episode, and it'll likely be early September before I'm back with what I'm loosely going to be calling Season 3. It's been a really busy summer for me with work and family, but I do promise you all that this fall is going to be a great one for the podcast. I'm already starting to bank some episodes, and I'll be back on track after a little bit more downtime. In this episode, I give a pretty clear description once it begins, so I'll leave it to you to stay tuned for episode 49 on Oblivion, the 80s and 90s car and culture show. It's being held on August 25th in Milton, Ontario. And what you'll recognize in this episode is Justin Sukraj's voice. And he was on a previous episode back in September 2017 on Wells Auto and his fascination with the DeLorean DMC-12. But this time, we have a completely different topic and we're going back. I'm your host, Trevor Byrne, and this is the Bucket Seat Podcast. Okay, so we're recording now, and we are back. This is episode 49 of the Bucket Seat Car Show. That's right, right? It's the Bucket Seat Car Show. That sounds great. <laughs> um, so I'm back here. It is episode 49 of the Bucket Seat Podcast, and tonight I have the team from the Oblivion Car Show here with me. Oblivion is an 80s and 90s themed car and culture show that's being held on August 25th at the Milton Memorial Arena here in Ontario, Canada. And so one of these fine gents is a repeat guest from the Wells Auto DMC 12 episode from September of 2017, Mr. Justin Sukraj. So welcome back, Justin. Thanks, Trevor. Okay, so before we explain a bit about your role at Oblivion and introducing your fine colleague that's here with us today... Um, maybe you can explain for everyone listening, Milton, Ontario, where is that in proximity to Toronto? It's just under a half hour outside of Toronto. There we go. What direction are we headed? West. I like it. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. So, uh, so Justin, outside of Wells Auto and your, um, obsession slash passion slash life of the DMC 12, um, what is it that you do at Oblivion? What is Oblivion? Well, Oblivion, as, as you mentioned, is an 80s and 90s car and culture show. And uh, the timing was, was more than right for this to, to come about. And for us to be able to celebrate the next generation of classic car, um, and I, I say that with all confidence, classic car, um, as well as uh, a good time to relive some of the, the culture that we, we grew up with as we move ourselves into um, the nostalgic demographic. I love it. Okay. And so now talking about Oblivion, you've got a team that's helping to put all this together. So who is it who's sitting to your right here with us tonight? That's my friend, Marty Edwards. And he uh, is from The Generator. His wife, Suzanne, uh, and himself are the ones who we've relied on uh, heavily, uh, exclusively for our social media for getting Oblivion off the ground. Awesome. Well, Marty, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Trevor. Awesome. Okay. So Marty, I like to do this with all of my guests. And before we get into talking about the show... I really like to know what it is or why it is that people are so passionate about cars when they come on here and talk to me. So, right. so we're going to start at the beginning and what we'll do is, um, both you and Justin are open for these questions. Actually, the first one we already know from Justin, we have a very thorough answer on his, on the episode that we did with him. Um, yeah. 
but uh, the rest of these will go back to back with you guys. So, uh, Marty, what was it that got you into cars? I mean, what inspired or hooked you? So that's, uh, that's an interesting one because it started before I was born. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Way back. Yeah. My dad, well, you know, a lot of kids like me grew up in a car family. Um, my dad was, uh, a drag racer. No kidding. Uh, he was, he was the 1966 international B stock drag champion. Okay. And nobody knows who he is. And he, you know, he secretly snuck out at night and his parents didn't even know he was doing it. Right. Um, so, you know, I grew up in that typical household with, with lots of cars and, um, I guess I became a car guy myself much later. Like I wasn't the typical teenager with, with, you know, Oh, I, I love the nine elevens. I love the Countach. I love, you know, the stuff was neat, but it wasn't until a lot later that I, you know, my parents actually forced me to get my driver's license. No kidding. When I was 18. Wow. Where all my friends, you know, the day they turned 16, got their license. But no, I was 18. And uh, I needed, obviously, I needed a car for t to go to my job. So. Amazing. And, and when you did that, so it leads us right into our perfect first question. So what was that first car that you ever owned? Now we ask also yeah. what the first car you purchased yourself was. And I know in a lot of cases, these are different. So what was the first car you owned? Right. So <clears throat> my, uh, my parents sort of gave me my first car. Was it a drag car? Tell me it was it, a drag car. It wasn't. <laughs> no. And even the cars that my dad raced, they were, they were GTOs and Corvettes and 442s, right? Yeah. Um, but no, the car that they gave me was an 81 old Cutlass Calais with a T-roof. I'm trying to picture that right now. And 81. It's, so hmm, yeah. it's basically the same car as the, um, like the Buick, uh, like the T-Type and the... Um, Sorry, you said it was an you 81 like, Cutlass. 81 Cutlass Calais. Calais. Monte Carlo, same body style. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's a, yeah. It's a big car. Okay. So one of those. Yeah. Right? There you go. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Oh my God. Sorry for everybody listening, but yeah. <laughs> We're looking I mean, at pictures on the laptop. Yeah. Right so, um, okay. So I yeah. used, I used that car to drive to school, to drive to my co-op, sometimes to drive to work. Amazing. I mean, that's not yeah. an awful car to have as your first. That's pretty awesome. No, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, and Justin, first car you owned was again? A 1989 Integra. Yes, that's yes. right. I forgot about yeah, that. I was just, so jealous just peeked it at under a cover the other day. It's unbelievable <laughs> he, he that he still, still has, has it. it. Oh, yeah. of course. No, of course yeah. he has it. <laughs> it's in okay. the toy box. First car, uh, Marty, back to you. First car that you purchased yourself? Uh, 87 Jeep YJ. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting departure. Very. Yes. Huh. Huh. Justin? First car that I purchased was that 1989 Integra. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah same answer. Um, I mean, the first car I, I learned to drive on was the 87 Integra that my father <laughs> had. So, And then when I move on to what you're driving today, you're <laughs> going to say, well, it's an 89 Integra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Marty, back to you then. When mm -hmm. we talk about um, tinkering with cars and if you actually tinkered with cars, if you didn't tinker with cars, was it on that? You said it was a YJ, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you? Was it? Were you tinkering on that YJ? Did you have cars after that that you started to work on, build, or kind of mess with? Yeah, I did absolutely nothing with the YJ. Drove around, had some fun. Mm -hmm. You know, a little bit of off-roading, very little bit, but no. Uh, and then I bought 
my the next car I bought was my 91 Eagle Talon, which I did quite a lot of work to. Right. The yeah. People are kind of known to do work on those cars, aren't they? Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> along the same vein as the five liter Mustangs. Yeah. Tons of parts availability. T- yeah. You can get tons of power out of them. Yeah. Pretty easily. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Wow. And that, uh, do I dare ask? I mean, so that was an all-wheel drive turbo, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> that's, uh, the one that's, yeah. that's the one. That's the one. Justin, let me guess. It was an 89 Integra that you started tinkering on. <laughs> Sorry, it was an 89 Integra that I what? That you started tinkering on. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I think I think it was. But the, you know, the interesting <laughs> point, point was uh, I actually didn't do a lot of work on that car when I was, you know, doing track days and stuff at most part. I had a shop in Guelph who I trusted for everything and I was afraid to change a wheel back then. Right. Um, and I relied on this guy for everything. And it wasn't until I bought that 87 CRX to build that I learned f- by force myself to, to how to do that stuff. Before that, I just like, you know, taking care of paint and scratches. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And those things can bother you a lot. Oh, like they really did. Yeah. yeah. I, I was really good at paint by that point. So. <laughs> <laughs> paint and paint prep is really uh, an art into itself, Absolutely. isn't it? Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Um, okay. What was the, back to Marty, cool car everyone had to have when you were in high school? Man, when I was in high school, I can't think of anyone who, who really was a real car person that had to have something. Mm-hmm. And everybody just kind of, they bought something just to get to their their little their part-time jobs and to be honest a lot of them just used board one of their parents cars yeah yeah i mean if you were in that you know if you kind of transport yourself back into that time and you were looking around at the cars that were you know that were driving around your community your neighborhoods things that you saw on tv was there anything of that era that you looked at and you went oh that oh, yeah. was a cool car <clears throat> yeah oh absolutely uh, for me it was a it was a Saab 900. Oh, of course. And oh everybody, and everybody thought, yeah. you're crazy. You're crazy. Yeah. Why, why do you like those? So I like yeah. them because they're, they're different. Yeah, right? they really, really um, are. And actually, work. almost anything I liked from Sweden at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. That's a great answer. Justin? Same question. Well, I think that as we, we discussed maybe last time, uh, it was a divided camp where I was. I mean, it was divided between the domestics and import very, yep. very clearly. Yep. It was no different than, you know, um, techno and grunge. Mm-hmm, it was, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, you were driving a, a neon or a Cavalier or you were driving a Civic or an Integra and, and to the further end of the spectrum, a Mustang. Um, <laughs> if you were lucky, right? Yeah. 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 yeah that's the that way guy. it goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marty. So mm-hmm. daily driver, what do you do? What are you driving today? My daily driver is a 1991 Eagle Talon turbo all-wheel drive come on tell <laughs> 20, me 27 years old tell me it. so that was yeah. that's the car that you that's the first car that you purchased you still have that one uh no it was the it was the jeep oh sorry outside the of the outside of the jeep yeah, yeah right yeah. right 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 i had the two together for a few months and mm-hmm. i just decided no i'm gonna focus on the talon Amazing. i'll have more money to play with it right of course yeah. so yeah and so over all of these years um what's the evolution of that car really gone from and to or did you kind of build it the way you wanted to build it back then and you've just been able to daily it since uh, yeah the the evolution is the deterioration of the talon <laughs> <laughs> um uh, when, thank you canada <laughs> yeah. when i when i bought my delorean i started putting money into that instead and so the talent kind of suffered a little bit and mm-hmm. but you know i've 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 kept it through all the years and 
you know, un, under all kinds of pressure from my wife. Why do you need, why, why do you still have it? You know, uh, <laughs> it's getting more expensive to maintain. Yeah. And I have absolutely no intentions of, of selling that car. Interesting. So. Okay. Well, I, I want to, I mean, I want to spend a lot of time on that talent, but you said something that kind of piqued my interest, which is your DeLorean when you bought your DeLorean. And so oh, yes. as soon as you said that, I start tying things together and we've got Mr. Justin Sukrich sitting here on the other side of the table with this incredible DeLorean focused shop. Um, clearly, right. is that how you guys met? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. And so now explain to me, so you have a 91 DMC 12. So I've got the, I've got the 81. Oh, 81. Sorry. 81. Yeah, I've got oh, an 80, 81 DeLorean. 91. <laughs> wrong with me? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we'll be struck down by the DeLorean gods. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. And so uh, how long have you had that for? I bought that in 04. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I started getting these these phone calls from this guy named Ken that I didn't know, <laughs> our our uh, co-conspirator on Oblivion, yes, right? The missing link missing for tonight. Link. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Greetings and from from wherever you are, Ken. Mother Russia. <laughs> so he yeah. started inviting me out to uh, events, and um, you know I couldn't tell you specifically what what event I met Justin at, but it was one of these gatherings of DeLoreans. Right. So a DeLorean owners club of some sorts. Yeah. And you guys kind of got together at that point. Right. And so have you kept it in its stock form from when you bought it or what have you done to it since you've owned it? The DeLorean has mm -hmm. been slightly modified. It's slightly. It's <laughs> it's essentially stock, but as but it has seven hundred horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, no, no, no engine mods. <laughs> but unfortunately, there are some parts that are just not. You can't. They're unavailable. I've heard that about these cars. And so you, when you, when things like bushings and rubber, when they deteriorate, you know, you, you have to replace them with a modern mm -hmm. uh, replacement, which. Mm -hmm. which so the suspension has been done and I'm thinking that might be about it. Wow. It's that's amazing. It's relatively stock. You know what? I, it's, I know this is blasphemy sitting at the table. I'm the minority when it comes to DeLorean experiences. I've never even sat in a DeLorean. You really should Whoa. come to the shop, Trevor. Yeah. I, I do have yeah. cars there. I know. Yeah. You know, I've a heard... seat waiting with your name on. I'll take you for a good run. <laughs> in the beautiful back roads of Milton, Ontario. I have heard <laughs> I have heard that you have a few there. So Just I, a few. I will I will take you up on that offer most right certainly. Now, yeah. Oh my god, you have fourteen in the shop yeah, right, right now? now? We're stacking cars. Okay, so I mean so Justin then just, you know, quickly on on you and Wells, um, so people that are listening kind of have some context to what this whole uh, kind of experience, how it started, how you guys met, this connection between DeLoreans. What's the what are the Coles notes on Wells Auto and your involvement with uh, with DeLoreans? If no one's listened to the previous episode, which, oh, well, which thousands have, yeah, well, and I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, for those who haven't listened, mm -hmm. so uh, I own and operate Wells Auto, which is Canada's only DeLorean specific sales and restoration facility. Um, we take care of everything from full builds, frames, um, engine builds, interior. We, we build from the ground up when need be, and we do everything in our power to keep these cars on the road in Canada. Right. Wow. That's very succinct. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with that, I mean, I can kind of uh, understand now why you were so driven to do this thing called Oblivion. Absolutely. And so... When we talk about it as Oblivion, I mean, you've aptly branded it as Oblivion, the 80s and 90s themed car, car and culture show. Right. And so 
as Oblivion and its name, um, why don't we start there? How did the name originate? How did this all come to, to be called Oblivion? I, I struggled for a while. I mean, this, this idea had been rolling around in my brain for about eight years. Uh, I thought it started off originally as what was going to be a, a Japanese vintage show only, which also has existed elsewhere before. And and then it, we, it just sort of came to me whilst I was talking to some of my customers and all of the cars that they had in their upbringings that... They weren't necessarily Japanese, but they're all part of where they ended up today. And I thought, you know what? It It's beyond time that the stuff in my toy box is legitimately classic and has been. It's time to bring these cars out and celebrate them for what they were for. And I'm sorry they didn't have, you know, 500 horsepower from the factory and weigh 5,000 pounds. But the, the bottom line is they were some, they meant something to us. They had four wheels, an engine that sang, and it was it was time to, to celebrate that time. So the name Oblivion really applied to Ontario and Canada. Canada in general, um, the cars that we're bringing out for Oblivion were banished to Oblivion. And that means that they were not treated with the kit gloves of, of putting away the special edition, whatever it was, you know, like a special edition CRX, for example. People didn't put it away. They drove it in the winter, right? And here we are as what I like to refer to as the future. And um, these things have come of value and they've become incredibly rare. And the ones that survived are coming back from Oblivion to oblivion <laughs> I, I i like it yeah so i mean i and i never really understood that as the genesis for the name and it makes so much more sense now that um that you've explained it too because uh, you know you're celebrating what uh, clearly has just disappeared in this yeah. in this car culture and climate yes you know we really have some major problems and yeah. we deal with those on a regular basis and for those few, like you said, the survivors. The survivors an, are crucial. This is an amazing show for the survivors. Absolutely. And, and you know, there, there are certain parts of the world where, you know, you will find an, an, an older citizen daily driving an 85 Prelude. That is not here. Right. <laughs> like right yeah, not you do not here. see that. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is incredibly rare in that respect. Right. Even when we were in high school, some of these that cars that rare. we were driving yeah. Yeah. were starting to rust. Oh, yeah. No, totally. That's, yeah, I, I was, thought my car would rust on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Such a shame. I mean, it's, it's funny. Yeah. I think we've yeah. all gone through this and yeah. through so many people that I've met and I've talked to in this world of cars that's so fascinating. Um, anyone from Canada immediately has to relate to the idea of rust on yeah. their cars. And, and it's not like... Oh, it has rust. Oh, well, that's I. It's, I can't do it. It's it's, how it's much like rust? Well, it only has that much rust. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? and, that's exactly. And it. and in a lot of cases, I remember. Yeah. I, well, I always note this being kind of qualified with. Oh, but the frame rails are clean. Hmm. No, the frame rails are yeah, clean. Yeah, that's exactly no, okay. That, that is, no. I, I've heard that so many times, especially when it came to an EF, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, I wouldn't jack on the rockers, but, but the, yeah. the frame rails are clean. Yeah. When but. you look at any of those quarter panels <laughs> yeah. in any of the, you know, 80s to 90s yeah. Hondas, I mean, you know that those are going to have to be cut out. Yeah. And exactly. you just hope that they're, it's not that bad underneath. And you're like, why didn't you just properly have your fender liner in there? Seriously. Right? Or uh, why did you take off that little you know, molding strip that we all know about then? pack it with grease and put it back on yes <laughs> yes oh my god that's so funny a thousand times yes. we could do i i can i can picture it now like yeah. the top 10 things canadians do to their cars yeah, yeah, yeah. in the car culture Love as that. a very funny post yeah so absolutely i'll let you guys good. take that that's one good. Yeah, do that. <laughs> um okay so in organizing this show um what have you found so far to be some of the biggest challenges or what have you found to be so gratifying so far it's been 
quite a bit of challenge across the board, uh, really. Uh, a show of this magnitude, what we were trying to envelop between the cars and the culture as being really trying to round up people and say, it's time to do this. It's time to do this, and here's how we're going to do it. Um, you know, we chose Milton Memorial Arena for a number of reasons, um, but uh, jumping through some of the logistics and uh, paperwork and et cetera when you use a uh, municipal uh, facility has mm-hmm. been a bit of a challenge, but we're getting there. And, um, you know, it was the right venue, the right visibility. Um, it, again, it's less than a half hour away. That's less than 30 minutes from Toronto. <laughs> um, and, right. and it's in the right direction, meaning not into traffic. Yeah. Um, also another important. very Canadian yeah. thing to yeah. note is that we're, we're qualifying time. Sorry, we're distance by time That's correct. and not actually by units Kilo- of measurement. Kilometers question mark. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, yeah. we don't it's need still to under 30, think, but <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's the part of the crucial part. So, um, yeah, rounding up um, other things that uh, are considered part of the culture of the 80s and 90s was another really important thing for me. I want people who aren't necessarily car people to be able to come here and play the video games and, and feel part of it when they hear a certain song that's going to come on to a very specific playlist that I'm vetting and uh, <laughs> just have something hit them in, in the back of their brain and, and have a pleasant memory or at the very least, a memory. Yeah, that's what it's all about, right? Is, <laughs> yeah. is you want everybody to have a good time and rem- I want remember fondly yeah. what it was like Probably 25 feel something. years ago. You know, you, sometimes you just want people to feel something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so in terms of the cars, um, if you're able to, can you reveal what some of the cars are that will be attending or at least the, some of the classes or categories that would be... Um, sure, would I think I'll, I'll talk about the categories a bit more. Sure, um, there maybe will be a DeLorean there. There, there will be... <laughs> There will be DeLoreans, yes. Well, there's only one allowed. That's it. Uh, oh, no, there'll be there'll be more than that. Um, we, we've kind of developed the, sorry, divided the categories into sort of the way we saw the cars back, back then, too. So we have, you know, there'll be best domestic, uh, meaning best American car for that particular case, mm-hmm. um, best uh, Japanese, best European, uh, best exotic, um, best daily driven car. Uh, for those who are still dri- daily driving these classics. Um, Wait, so mileage. how do you, how do you, how is that qualified for best daily driver? How are you going? I think the best condition daily driver, which but is sorry, be, how, how are you, uh, without getting too technical, sure. how do you define something being daily driven other than, you know, the owners, you know, if you are testimony. driving it to work kind of like Marty sometimes with his talent. Yeah, <laughs> but you're going to have to take yeah. people's word for it. Right? We are, and uh, there yeah. will be some telltale signs. I mean, I'm right. looking for fries between the seats. I mean, it's part of our... <laughs> <laughs> but they have to be crinkle cut. They, they, crinkle cut absolutely. fries. Exactly. Yeah. McCain yeah. super fries. Okay, I and, love that. <laughs> you know, that's those are some of the things we're going to look for there too. Uh, the, again, higher mileage. Um, I'm sure we're going to see something with crazy mileage on it. I'm yeah. not sure what yet. Yeah. Um, and best oddball, which is my favorite category. Cool. I like that. Um, I can't wait to see. Cause Most rust? Had, um, you know, we haven't had to because I'm <laughs> sure there'll be no awesome shortage. Category. Um, right. Part, part of trying to keep things quote unquote clean. Um, we were trying to stay away from rust buckets with the caveat that everything in Ontario has some rust, whether you can see it or not. Yeah. yeah. So we're looking for the, the least, I mean, I had, here's a good example. Um, you know, I have a couple CRXs. I was at the Niagara CRX meet, uh, recently. And, uh, one of the ladies I know from that, she has a very nice 91 CRX that does have some rust. And she's like, I don't know if I can bring my car. It has some rust. And I said, 
I think you can bring your car. Um, it's got some rust. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The rest yeah. of it's fine, but yeah, it's got right. some rust. Okay. So on that, I mean, as I'm sitting here judging, is there any yeah. judging happening? Is yes, there prizes? There, is, there are prizes. Yep. So for those categories I mentioned there too, there will be first and second prizes. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have a, a few people who are, uh, will be doing judging, including one of the uh, Milton Town Councillors. Um, John Pollard will be uh, doing that as well. So we have cool. a, a few other people who have volunteered. Um, and... Uh, it will be fair in the sense of it will be a crowd uh, gathered for that. You'll have a, a sheet like we do at British Car Day, which I think you've been to. Um, mm-hmm. where they, mm-hmm. here, you, know, you vote for that. So it's not just Justin and the judge doing that. It's the person presenting that award. It'll be. You same. can't slip Justin 20 bucks. No, <laughs> I can't be swayed. That's way money. more than be. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, Justin for <laughs> 80s inflation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. So what about the venue? Explain the venue a bit. So the venue was chosen um, partially because of its uh, location location in terms of the GTA, but also in terms yep. of uh, its proximity to visibility in Milton. It's at one of the major intersections. It is literally across from the GO station. Um, cool. I'm not sure what the GO schedule is on the Saturday, but it is across from the GO station. Oh, so very cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So you that's... should tell people then, mm-hmm. the ones who are coming to the show who aren't necessarily registering a car, yeah. but would still like to come to the show, is yeah. that where they're going to park? Uh, no, actually, we have parking on site cool. um, for uh, it's actually a little bit further lot on the same premises that okay. will be for the spectators. The one just around the other side of the building? Then? Yeah, yeah, it's further back there. Good. So, uh, and Of course, we will have we do have staff um, who will be directing traffic on the day of, uh, making sure those who are registered are coming in. Um, we, we have that sort of bit there. But the, the venue itself is kind of unique in the sense that it's got a few things on site. So it's got two parking lots where the show will be happening. The arena where uh, we were planning on having the movie cars and a couple other things. It also has wait on- what the movie cars movie cars. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, what about these movie cars? Because everybody just loves talking <laughs> no, about what the about, movie cars. What about the movie cars? What well, are the movie cars? Out, it turns out people love movie cars, Trevor. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, the movies that uh, dominate this demographic would be. Um, Little movie called uh, Back to the Future, I believe. Well, I've it's heard some, of that. Yeah, some, yeah, right. That's a Corolla that. in yeah. that, right? I think so. <laughs> it's I an, think so. an eighty six. It's an eighty six. It's an eighty six. Uh, race down the mountain. Is right. that the movie? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's a Hachiroku. Like how I have to explain stuff mm-hmm. to my millennial. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, there will be the time machine. There will be uh, the eighteen van. There will be a kit replica. There will be, um, uh, I believe, the general. The general Lee. Lee. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've we've opened it up to other. Uh, movie cars as well from that time you know the general is a good example of a car that's not an 80s or 90s car but because the series was out yeah, in there yeah it was something i watched when i was three years old and four years old mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. it goes under that category uh we're still looking for an ecto-1 so if anybody hears this who wants to bring an ecto-1 to oblivion we would we would like that and uh-huh. i think we have an unconfirmed report that we may have a Jurassic Park Jeep. That is correct. That is what? an unconfirmed report of that as well. Yes, I did see. I did see a, a, a Jurassic Park Jeep when I was out at uh, Radwood, which yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's oh. a neat thing that you, know, you forget until you see it. Yeah. <laughs> what about any Batmobiles? Any Batmobiles? Uh, you know, we had been trying for the '89 uh, Batmobile. Yeah. Um, what What Batman was that? Michael Keaton. He's the that best one. Batman. That, that Batman. Yes. Um, uh, Ken was uh, actually looking into that there too. So that is yet to be confirmed. Right. But we would love to see. Um, I believe it's Brampton Batman who drives that ride. Oh my gosh! And we would uh, we would love to have him. And you right. know, someone asked me today if we were going to have a Coyote X. And there's one man for coyotes, and uh, we will have Joe? to verify. Yes. Yeah, we will have to Talk verify to with that. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So on top of you know the legitimate car culture side of what's going on, and um, and I think those that would 
satisfy the auto enthusiasts need for a really cool 80s and 90s car show you've also got something that you know outside of that i think is going to probably draw or be interesting for a lot of people that might not be so familiar with the kind of more niche cars that are going to come from 80s and 90s with these awesome movie cars too yeah that's a really nice compliment for it um okay so talking about that then uh, and the these cars that are coming in entry and registration process i mean how are you are you vetting cars um are you kind of letting everybody are you letting everybody in you know what's the what's the process you guys are going we through are, to control that yeah we are vetting uh cars in the sense that there's an application process any car that we even see um and we hand a flyer to you know we'd like to see you know just go on the site send us some pictures of, uh, of your, your car i mean if we're seeing it obviously that's one thing but just some other information about your car part of its history that's all we want to know like a couple sentences not even a couple a couple words um that that makes the story there uh very few cars that we've seen apply for uh were outside of uh the realm and the only thing that i saw was outside of the realm of oblivion were certain vehicles that have been so modified with current stuff that they're not period correct at all okay so So, cars from the period but like massively current stuff exactly and um that makes it a bit more of a, a a stretch for that um and we're, we're trying to just, we want people to be able to walk into the show and, and feel as period as possible. And when, when you see a vehicle that's modified with so much new stuff, whether it be it's, you know, stance, look, rims, fiberglass, etc., cetera, um, it's not really in keeping with the show. It's not to say that their cars aren't unique and beautiful in their own special way. Mm-hmm. It might not be the oblivion way for that particular vehicle. Right. Very politically correct answer, Justin. Yeah, well done. <laughs> um, okay, so... The culture side oh. of um, of what you're putting on, what can people expect from that aspect? So I know like the food, what is 80s food? You know, oh, like we've really struggled culture. with that. Actually, I reached out to my friends from the Feats podcast um, when we asked oh, that yes, that, right. um, that question, what is 80s food? Mm-hmm. So we sat down and I started thinking about things that we ate um, by and large at that time period. And really, it wasn't great. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was, it was by and large, a lot of junk food, um, right. and a lot of microwaves, yeah, a, lot a lot of microwavables for sure. Um, so in keeping with that, we are, we, we had to step it up a notch. Right. So we're going to, I was yeah. going to say how hilarious would it be if yeah. you just had pizza a, pockets, a deep freezer yeah. and, and a microwave yeah. and one person attending it and putting a hungry man dinner in for everyone You'd that came by. you like surprised how you have to get that passed with the uh, food inspectors oh and all sorts. God, like, really? I mean, oh, yeah. it's uh, we've, we, the people we have chosen have already been passed through that stuff. But wow. for, for me to stand there, for Marty to stand there with a microwave and a freezer. Oh, heck no. <laughs> Probably not going to fly, right? So what okay, do we get? Yeah, yeah. But so, so the food was one co- component of the culture. Mm-hmm. The second component of the culture were the video games. Okay. Now, I think we were probably the first, if not the second generation, heavily influenced by video games. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it's important that we have this stuff there, too. Whether you see one game that you pass by on the CRT TV beside you or whether you want to play Duck Hunt, that we had that because it was something that should trigger something positive inside you. That's the hope. So that will be there as well. The final part of the culture, sorry, there's one other thing too, the music. So again, yep. I'm, I'm a big music fan. And um, of course, I'm a big 80s and 90s music fan. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I wanted to make sure when you stepped into this parking lot that you felt that. It's sort of like when Marty and I were just at a um, car show and uh, again, looking for the right rides for Oblivion. And of course, the car show being rather um, the traditional 
um, view of what a classic car is was blaring their uh, 1960s music, which I'm not really familiar yeah. with, but th- it's loud and it's there and it's been there for our entire lives. Yes. That's about, the, yeah, yeah, that's the issue with, with yeah. the, these car shows versus the new generation of car shows. Yeah. Yeah, I think that this this is where the the changing of the guard is really obvious. Yeah, exactly. So when you drive by or walk by Oblivion and and you hear something that's not that and something that you remember, you might be inclined to stop just based on that, and, and then you see the time machine. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So. And and when you say the time machine, I mean, uh, you know, Ken's car. Mm. Um, comes with quite a bit of acclaim. Absolutely. And um, actually just with that, I mean, Ken had organized, um, was it going back? We're, we're, we're going, going back. Going back. Yeah. We're going back, yeah. which was hosted out in California. California. Yeah. On October 21st, 2015. Right. That was the second one. Yeah. Yeah. He did another one in 2010. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. The 2015, of course, was the, the big one because that was that, the big one. That is, you know, the date. It is you know, the, the date. date. The future happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, that's, it, it's pretty interesting. So, I mean, for everybody listening to just to, you know, I guess reinforce that is, you know, Ken's part of that, um, uh, that whole drive and culture and the remembrance of uh, Back to the Future. Is that an oxymoron? That's an oxymoron. <laughs> um, but um, so, okay, well, with that, then, you know, we're talking about Milton, which is a fairly small community. Mm, and uh, I don't even know what the population of Milton would be. Um, I also don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, could... I believe it's, it's peaked over a hundred thousand now. Whew. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I think okay. uh, I, I wow. should know this as somebody who runs a business there. Uh, That's okay. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. You know what? <laughs> They're building so fast there. You probably can't keep an accurate there number. There you go. That's probably what's happening. Uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. clearly what's happening. That was a really good way out of that yeah, question. That's good. Um, <laughs> so in a, in a small community like Milton, yeah. small ish community. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I say small, I grew up in a town outside of a town that had 6,000 people. Okay. There you go. So <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the uh, booming also, metropolis of Milton. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah okay. Bigger than the booming metropolis of Elmer. Ontario. Oh, I know. Um, yeah, and and I was far outside of Elmer, Ontario, in a little hamlet called Candyville. You lived in a hamlet. Yes, yes, amazing. Just north of Copenhagen, Ontario. Wow, these are all great names. I was just in Sheffield today, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, in terms of your support or the support that um, you're finding from the community, businesses, sponsors, I mean, how has that been turning out for you? You know, um, to be quite honest, it's been a little surprising. I was hoping when we launched in Milton instead of other places we could have, that we'd have a little bit more support from the city um, in terms of uh, having a cool event like this. But, um, you know. Sorry, the city of 110,000 people, just for the record. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Verified. Uh, verified. Just as far as interest goes, I wasn't really looking for for much else because I thought it was such a, a... an innovative time for change. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've had our obstacles. They have their own definition of what a classic is and don't seem to be swayed by that in my f- almost five years of applying to be in their show. Unfortunately, a 1981 DeLorean DMC 12 is not a classic car mm-hmm. to the city. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not bitter at no, all. Not no, not no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so but we're, we're going to throw our own yeah, damn show. Well, it was, it was more of a, it's time to throw our own damn show. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, with, with the caveat that I believe that Milton is a place that's growing and the people who are there and the people who are close by would appreciate the space that mm-hmm. we have there too. So this is, you know, the same way I have a business that's trying to thrive in that environment. Um, I, I feel like other people have the cars there too that probably want to see that change. Totally. And when it comes to um, 
to sponsors. I mean, you've had to, you've, you've got some good support behind Absolutely. you. So who who all are getting behind you and, and behind Oblivion right now? Well, first and foremost is uh, the FAF dealer group. So uh, our, our mutual friend Lawrence uh, Yap has put that together for us. Yeah, wow. And, That's uh, uh, they're going to be no small special. accomplishment. Oh, no. I mean, I'm so happy that uh, he was happy to be involved and help us out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited yeah, to see what they're going to bring. They're going to bring some special toys. I'm not mm-hmm. going to mention uh, Do they have now. special toys Did at you Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit it's of special funny, toys. That reserve yeah. side of what they do has a few interesting things in it yeah i love that i love that they're um you know on it embracing it and it's working singer 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 <laughs> singer singer <laughs> marty why do we gotta dream like that you gotta yeah. dream in boxes i mean I, <laughs> I mean i feel like justin would look at it and go too many modern parts guys. yeah it's like, <laughs> so right, we're gonna turn fancy is that a bluetooth yeah we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna turn the singer away sorry exactly. guys can you, sorry, guys. Can you get a tape deck in there please? yeah <laughs> you know, it's our logo so uh <laughs> so there's faf um there's Hegarty. um i want to bring out Hegarty for this reason too is that the uh we've recently i've recently switched our business insurance to Hegarty because Hegarty was one of the few companies that understood a, an actual restoration shop yes. And that's a huge thing as a business because before mm-hmm. that, um, it was all so scary. Mm-hmm. If something happened, mm-hmm. uh, the, biz- the insurance companies just didn't get it. So they're not, not only does Hagerty get it, they understand this next generation coming up and they want to be riding the wave with us. They don't want to be sitting behind like a lot of our people will be. That's so incredible. I'm really happy to hear that an institution like insurance, like an insurance company yeah. Can get behind it and i've only but heard really great things about Haggerty and their support of you know classics of restoration yeah of just the, the support of those people who are enthusiastic about cars in fact Haggerty is actually doing something and the reason the uh, gentleman from Haggerty i'm dealing with can't be at oblivion is they're running their i think first or second uh, manual driving academy Whoa. So yes, they. Oh my just, God! Come yeah. on! Yeah, yeah these guys, guys angels. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> they are. They are. You know, don't get me wrong. I've included uh, manual driving lessons with DeLoreans I've sold, um, but uh, this is, of course, uh, the another way, <laughs> which is a great way, wow, right yeah. from the insurance companies. I and I think they have a bit of a guarantee to feeling like, okay, well, at least we taught these people how to drive stick, <laughs> right? And we're gonna have fewer yeah. claims yeah. on completely ground down yeah, gearboxes. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, I wonder how that happens. So, uh, so there's. Them. Amazing. Um, from our food sponsors um, and our, our beverage sponsors, so we got a few things. We have uh, mm-hmm. Monkey Shoulder, who is uh, you know sort of a, a partner of ours for for Wells Auto for a lot of uh, interesting cross promo media and um, great um, great sort of things that have come out of that. So they'll be there with uh, their cocktails, and uh, we also have Orange Snail, which is a local Milton brewery, mm-hmm. who have, uh, are happy to be on board as well. Um, back to the food thing. So Wait, do you guys have do you guys have a licensed area yeah. of the show? Oh yeah. Oh amazing. Oh, okay, yeah, I love yeah. it. We'll be selling go drink train, tickets. Go train in and out. Yeah. Licensed area. I mean, hey. Yep. So it's a show for adults and kids in the sense that adults can have their beverages. Of course, we have proper, you know, everything needed to do that legally, licensed, and safely um, so that everybody's safe to do so and, and have a good time. So uh, for back to the food sort of thing, we have uh, pizza. So it turns out a lot of us ate pizza in the 80s and 90s. Um, we found a great pizza vendor in downtown Milton um, called Pizza 360 who made some of the best gourmet pizza I, I've ever had. I'm not They're not paying me to say that. It honestly was really, really good. And they'll be there selling their um, unique um, pizza there as well. And we also have um, Southern Comforts, which is a uh, barbecue food truck. Turns out barbecue never goes out of style. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So That's very true. They'll be there as well. And, um, yeah, and of course we have, you know, on the sponsor side of it, outside of that is of course, Wells Auto, myself, uh, the, the, uh, uh, I guess the 
driving force behind a lot of that. And of course the generator, Marty, Marty's company there too. Awesome. Well, I mean, it sounds like you guys have a lot of great people on board. Um, I'm really happy to see, you know, everything coming together for you guys as well. Fingers will be crossed on, uh, on weather for everything for you guys. Um, I guess I want to ask, I've got a couple more questions here and you can or can't tell me, you know, you don't, there's no pressure, but the wildest entry that you've had so far. So if you don't want to reveal it, maybe give us a hint. We can throw some trivia out there for those listening and maybe there's some sort of amazing oblivion prize that they could be awarded at the show if they both guess the entry and show up there and know it and then see me, I will hold you to a pair of stripe design socks, uh, complimentary uh, and compliments of the bucket seat podcast for someone who can answer this question. Wow. That, that is, that is awesome, Trevor. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well to answer your question, what, what is the craziest, wildest car that we have coming? Um, I was leaning more towards not revealing it. Mm -hmm. Um, that's all right. Let's, let's do the trivia. I I will. You want to do it? Yeah. You're going to, I'll give a hint. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it is an unusual Japanese domestic market product. Okay. Um, it is made by one of the three larger of the Japanese companies who made vehicles over there. And, um, it's, it's a so unique that I hadn't heard of its name before. Wow. Okay. But we, I think we have two registered. Let's put it that way. Okay. I'm going to ask you three questions for it then to help with, with all the listeners. Uh, was it ever sold in, in North America? Nope. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So that answers then my question about left-hand drive or right-hand drive. Mm -hmm. So no version of it. So at all. no version of it. No version of it at all. Yeah. Okay. Um, is it, uh, is it from the eighties? It's from the nineties. Okay. Late eighties, early nineties. I'm sure the chassis probably went back to late eighties, but mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. I think these particular ones are early nineties. Okay. And... Hmm. I'll give you one more. Okay, let's hear it. Front engine, rear wheel drive. Whoa. Very interesting. Hmm. Okay. Uh, over or under 150 horsepower? Oh, that is a great question. Um, because I'm not particularly familiar with the vehicle, I would believe it's over 150 horsepower. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you've got me. Yeah. You've yeah. really got me stuck dumped on it i think yeah it's a uh but if anybody out there listening really has a, an amazing amount well i mean i'll post this up we'll put the guesses yeah. on the actual episode promo um if anybody can guess what that is what are we at now we're at about 40 minutes so at the 40 minute marker um we'll put that in there in the questions on the instagram post and we'll see what people have to say about sounds it sounds great um and i will repeat i'll list those questions for everyone and the answers so awesome um lastly mm. talking 80s and 90s fashion yes what's on your attendee attire wish list well it's funny you should mention that trevor because <laughs> one thing that uh, screams at least to me that late 80s early 90s even though it was early 90s was the hypercolor t-shirt mm -hmm. so right. as you may yeah. have seen it's on the website mandatory. we brought the hypercolor t-shirt back from oblivion so you can pick it up at oblivion <laughs> amazing um, we i'm wearing one right now yeah as you can see it has changed color i do they are, really they are better than the original they're, they're hyper they have been perfecting the art they have yeah that's crazy for yeah for, for decades wow yeah. so yeah. those are legit you hyper can, color you can actually wash these remember how everybody washed theirs and oh they're ruined yeah yeah right? these but ones do not can... put in the dryer 
You know what? <laughs> even on the website, <laughs> even on the website, it says you can so put it in the drive. I, I, I would no, I wouldn't torn from what happened to me. But yeah. anyways, back to to your, to your question. Yeah. So we um, we have these for order online right now. Oh, it's uh, awesome for, for pickup. It's great. Uh, we really hope that uh, people embrace this. We are encouraging people to dress in period uh, correct. Um, yes, clothing. wear your yeah. old right. clothes. And so yeah, what? Yeah. So we've got. Sorry, we've Put got, on your we've old got a band Viper shirt. and yep. NSX and the DMC 12 on yes. there. Okay. Absolutely. Very cool. Uh, great picture of it on, on the website for ordering as well. Yeah. Um, but again, uh, for clothes that you want to wear there before you have your shirt on, um, anything you can go back to your closet that your parents may have not thrown out. Um, you know, someone, they've got their old band shirts. In oh, yeah. There, right? I mean, I went back straight to, you know, got my closet jacket. and jean I just jackets. picked up. I had carefully put away my hyper color for the great <laughs> reunion the <laughs> oh other day. And I was in total period correct dress. So we want that because. I think it's I think it's somewhat therapeutic for people to look back and have a, a positive memory on what was. I love it. And I'm curious to see if anybody will show up with a real mullet. Mm. <laughs> I I don't think that's that, much of a stretch. If there was a prize, yeah. someone mm-hmm. someone's going to win that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might like go that with is real one of the period cars. 80s, right? Like you might, you, be able to, you might be able to recruit from super the authentic. near area. I think we may have seen that the other night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Well, listen. Um, thank you so much for being here and being able to give us a bit of a glimpse into what the Oblivion Car Show is all going is going to be about. Um, it's too bad Ken wasn't able to be here. Ken, greetings from Canada uh, into uh, <laughs> the cold north of Russia. Uh, looking forward to seeing him there, his uh, legit time machine, which is very cool um, to be able to come and check that out. But that's it for episode 49 um, with both Justin and Marty. So be sure to head out to the Milton Memorial Arena on August 25th, noon to 5 p.m. You can check out the show now on uh, obliviancarshow.ca, as well as on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at, and Marty, where can we find every all of those on the social medias? Basically, if you do a search for Oblivion Car Show, you're going to find them. Uh, awesome. In- Instagram is Oblivion Car Show, C-A. The, cool. uh, the others are All just Oblivion, Oblivion Car, Car Show. Show. Amazing. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, listen, thank you so much for listening. I've, I, I've been your host, Trevor Byrne. I am your host, Trevor Byrne. Uh, this has been episode 49 of the Bucket Seat Podcast. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned and come out and check out the Oblivion Car Show. Cheers. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks, Trevor.